Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. This podcast is brought to you by You're the Best, a celebration of friendship, a collection of essays by the Satellite Sisters celebrating the power of female friendships in our lives. This holiday season, skip the scented candle or the bottle of wine. Tell your BFF she's the best with a copy of You're the Best by the Satellite Sisters, available at Amazon or wherever books are sold. listening to the Satellite Sisters recap of the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm here with my sister, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. We are actual sisters. So we really enjoyed this episode of Madam Secretary called Tectonic Shift because there was a lot of sibling stuff in there, Julie. A lot of issues. Yes. yes. I mean, we love brother-sister relationships and this was good. Yeah. So uh, yes, it was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. And then we, we well, I love Eric Stoltz. So I was just <laughs> happy to see him back. I know that he's an executive producer of the show and that he occasionally directs the show. But anytime he wants to show up on the show... Totally, totally fine with that. But Thank he's you, totally believable as Taya Leone's uh, uh, brother, isn't it? When he, the, you see the two of them together, you're like, yeah, they kind of look alike. They they look like brother and sister. You know, I think it was a really well-written episode because as siblings who do a show together and we have for 15 years as the Satellite Sisters working with our other sisters and we have three brothers and, uh, you know, sometimes when you see siblings talk, you're like, that's not the way siblings talk. Like, yeah. you know, we don't spend a lot of time, like, caring about each other. How are you feeling? <laughs> you know, there's just a, Maybe like, other siblings do. We no, don't. I don't, you okay. know, I mean, I, it's within reason there's some serious talks, but mainly it's just sort of like telling each other what to do and I don't know. Bossing, I, yeah, the older one is always bossing the younger one around. That's, right. That, I yeah. mean, that just, so, so you're right. So they, they were very, the, the dialogue was very believable and they- sort of physically resemble each other somehow. Yeah, and they both actually have a very similar, I think, acting persona, like sort of understated and real. So that's helpful too. It, okay. it was, you know, it's he, you know, it's not like two Broadway stars out there, you know, face off. <laughs> but so uh, like many of the other cast members who are excellent, but they think they're very similar in that way. So this episode was called Tectonic Shift, but it could have just been called Complicated Relationships because it essentially all came down to conflicts between countries, between people, between siblings. So this is how we're going to break it down. Okay. The main storyline revolved around the U.S. and Venezuela uh, after a natural disaster, after an earthquake. So that was the White House storyline. That was the diplomatic storyline. And then we had um, Nadine and the wife of the man she had an affair with, who Uh had a lot of excellent scenes together. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I mean, more time for B.B. Newworth on st- on camera is always great. And I thought that was, like, also beautifully underwritten, those scenes, you know. Great. And then the story of Secretary of State Bess and her brother, Will, who is a, a war zone doctor. And he just – he's an adrenaline junkie when he – when he when it comes to that like he can't quite settle down even though he has a wife and child and so there was a lot of conflict there um and and so those were the three storylines 
All right. Let's start with U.S. versus Venezuela. Okay. Uh, the, the bad news is that there's an earthquake in Venezuela. It's a 9.1. So that's a huge right. earthquake, uh, speaking as a Californian. And we learned very quickly that, like, everyone in the government is dead. They only have three people named for secession, and they're all gone. So That was, that was an interesting um, little twist. I mean, like, that could happen. And you could see how you could be, you know, have a total vacuum, leadership vacuum. So I like that as the diplomatic dilemma of the week. So that was good. So the the now deceased dictator who led the country hated the U.S., blamed everything on the U.S. His name was Suarez. Uh, and now his son, Suarez Jr. <laughs> of course. Kind of-, of course. It just makes it easy for us yeah. to remember. OK, Suarez Jr. Yeah, because there are a yeah. lot of names in these shows and a lot of them are foreign and we're trying to watch and write them down and we don't have a character list or anything. So Suarez Jr. Uh, seems to be even nuttier than his father and he wants to be in charge. And so to legitimize his regime of basically beer drinking gangsters, I mean, they drank a lot of beer in the course of that show. Every time they went to Suarez Jr.'s hideout, it was just a lot of beer bottles and guys in military wear. Um, They, a humanitarian medical group is the first on the ground and they get taken hostage as a bargaining tool because uh, Suarez Jr. wants the U.S. to recognize him as the actual president of the country. Yeah. What a dilemma for the U.S. government. We have our president, right, who is... You know, he's still running for election as the third party candidate, Leon. Yeah. And so he doesn't want to acknowledge uh, Suarez Jr. as the legitimate leader of Venezuela because he's a bad guy. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. he's a punk and they, they don't want to do it. But they're also worried about getting, uh, you know, resources into Venezuela because it was a massive earthquake and they want to get the hostages back. Yeah. So uh, what does Russell say? He said it's the perfect trifecta. It's a hostage situation, a humanitarian situation and a political situation. So they have all three of these things going at once. Uh, And of course, because we're the U.S., we want to insert our guy. We've identified a guy that could be the governor, could be the legitimate president. He has a broken leg. Yeah, well, that's what we like to do a little nation state building, Lee. And don't yeah. we always see that's part of our foreign policy. It hasn't really worked out anywhere in the world, but we keep doing that. Yeah, yeah put our assured us. She assured us it was not the Sandinistas Contras. It was not the same thing, but it sounded like the same thing. So, but yeah, they want to get broken leg guy to a TV station to declare that he is the president of uh, Venezuela. So, uh, but they're, but they also want to get this medical group out. So Julie, what does the team at the white house do? There is some unbelievable subterfuge going on here. What do they do, Julie? I'm going to let you announce this. The fake news, Leon. Okay. Is that not the, is that not the buzzword of the week or the last couple of weeks? They come up with a fake news story, which, uh, in order to trick Suarez Jr. into thinking that, you know, that he's in charge and that the president of the United States is acknowledging him. And he, they, he even enlists his two political opponents to put uh, to be part of this fake news story. It was unbelievable. It was like Lucy and Ethel do diplomacy. <laughs> 
because, so, and I fell for it. I'm like, we, we see it as the viewer is just like, there's the president leg- announcing the legitimacy of Suarez Jr. as yeah. the president. And then the camera pulls away and it's like everybody in like the calm room at the White House, like, ha, 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 we really got him good. We shut down all the other, somehow they shut down the internet and everything else in Venezuela. So the only news story that he saw in his den of uh, drinkers was this one. But it totally worked. He fell for yeah. it. Ha ha. I'm the president. In the meantime, they get the other guy with the broken leg to the TV station. They managed to patch him up and they put him on TV. And now he's officially the president. I mean, that was that was unbelievable. And the fact that it was fake news. Again, every headline this week has been about how fake news affected our actual election. election. And now the writers, we know they work 18. They say they theoretically they project 18 months out when we talked to the head writer and the executive producer of Madam Secretary. They told us that, like, how do you get it right so many times? And they have their finger on the pulse. But this was an unbelievable Nailed it. Coincidence. Loved it. Loved it. So that was the political story. But behind the scenes, we have Nadine and the wife of the man she had an affair with. Yeah. Okay. That's Arabella was her name. Yeah. And um, Julie and I have been on record. We're not for infidelity. Like, no, we are not. We are very pro marriage. We are not for infidelity. Yeah. I mean, you know, and Nadine knows it. She says she said it, that she said she's very good at her job, her personal life. Not so good. Right. And this, you know, so so she was squirming when she gets the call that Eric, you know, that Arabella is going to show up at the State Department and wants Nadine's help. She is. The backstory is that Arabella is the wife of the former secretary of state. Nadine's former boss. They had an affair. He died. That allowed Elizabeth to become the Secretary of State. But after he died, it was discovered that he had some sketchy dealings with Julie. At this point, my computer died, so I couldn't take notes. Was it Russia? That was that the storyline from last year? That he I, had, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. That some he had arms some... dealings that were yes. a little sketchy. So he was sort of posthumously uh, um, disgraced, and so uh, which was a conflict for Nadine at the time. But it's kind of this open secret at the Department of State that Nadine was basically sleeping with her boss, but her boss, the former Secretary of State, was married to this, you know, very lovely, very very commanding, uh, very well-dressed Tweety woman named Arabella. And so she, she shows up right after the earthquake and she wants some special help. Uh, she wants Nadine to locate the property manager of their ranch because, of course, the former secretary and she had a ranch in right. Venezuela. And, oh, right. Nadine knows that ranch. She because it was their ranch. love shack, Leanne. That's why she knows the ranch. But she is like she is swallowing every word. Those were excellent scenes because Nadine didn't know exactly how much Arabella knew about her affair with uh, with her husband. So uh, it was um, – but I'm pretty certain that Arabella knew, knew. don't you think, Lynn? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Nadine was wrestling with, I feel like I should tell her. I feel like we have this bond. We have something in common. And, you know, I feel like maybe now is the time. She was having these scenes with Daisy. And at the same time, I'm screaming. I'm sure you were screaming, don't tell her. Don't tell her. Don't, <laughs> don't do tell not, her. Do not don't go there. Her. That's what I was saying. Do not go there. Yeah, she doesn't want to know. As She doesn't really want to acknowledge that. You really don't have anything in common. You know, <laughs> you were the girlfriend. She was the wife. Those are not the same they're very right. different. And right. uh, and you're lucky, Nadine, that she is not picking up some, you know, desk ornament there and throwing it at your head. That's what, you know. 
<laughs> right? Right, Julie. Exactly. <laughs> Taking one of those commemorative glass pieces. Yeah, like she has all the, that pottery and earthenware yeah. in her office, all those, uh, all those objects of art that she's gotten all over the world. She's just lucky that Arabella didn't pick up one of those and hurl it across the room. So in the end, Nadine does manage to locate the ranch manager. She's fine. She brings Arabella in. They have this meeting. And then there's just really a great scene between the two women uh, where, you know, Arabella says, do you have anything else to tell me? Oh. And there's this, you know, dramatic, a true dramatic pause. And, and yeah. Nadine says no. And that's, that's it. They sort of agree never to talk about it. Clearly the wife knows something and yes you know and and nadine knows she knows but there's no conversation necessary so i like the way that storyline wrapped up i didn't want a whole giant scene I, right. you know i i don't know if there's any sisterhood in that situation Do you? i don't think so yeah no, i don't think so well don't try it with me is all i'm saying <laughs> not right. gonna be any sisterhood on my end that's right. that's a conversation you're thinking of having with me i don't want to hear it <laughs> So, okay. But really the bulk of the show was about Bess and Will, the siblings. And we start with a flashback, which I really liked, puts us in like 80s Virginia where they grew up. And we see Bess as the, you know, studying on her bed. She's already wonky. You know, she already likes to do her homework and work extra hard. And Will is sort of irrepressible. And he just wants to go for ice cream whenever. Uh, and, and, um, and Bess refuses to go on the family trip to get ice cream. Off the parents go with Will. And then there's um, a terrible car accident while they're talking about new wave music. And, uh, and it turns out that both parents die. And Will is left standing on the side of the road calling for help. That was actually pretty emotional. That really yes, kind of, that, that was, was very emotional to watch. And what we learn as the audience, but what Bess doesn't know, is that Will's mother was alive after the car crash. He's able to say, what can I do to help you? What should I do? She's conscious. The father is not. And then, uh, and Bess is under the assumption that they both died instantaneously. But we, we you know, we, we take away from it as the audience that, this is something that's scarred his whole life that yeah, you know, very traumatic situation, you know, that, that really will shape and influence everything he does from that day forward. Right. So, um, but he's, he and his wife and child are coming to DC. He's interviewing for a job to train war doctors, uh, you know, war zone doctors. It's going to be essentially be a desk job. He won't be traveling all over the world into dangerous situations, leaving his family, his wife, who's British has basically said, this is it. And, and how do we know they're foreigners, Julie? Cause they both arrive wearing scarves, right? <laughs> yes. I, I believe that Will is wearing Anthony Bourdain's scarf. You know, he has, <laughs> <laughs> right? Did yeah. he buy that scarf from Anthony Bourdain? He totally it's did. Yeah. Official international. I'm the world trekker uh, scarf, the black and white uh, uh, little plaid um, uh, scarf. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And she also has a ginormous scarf on too. So that's we know. Oh, they're international. They come wearing scarves. And um, so the storyline is about like, will he ever settle down into this desk job? And there's a great scene between Doctor Eric Stoltz, uh, Doctor Will, and Henry, and they're in the kitchen. They the men spent a lot of time in the kitchen this show. And right. Then, I mean, what Eric was he really eating that cup of yogurt? Totally like, I, eating. <laughs> yeah. It's just like not like he wasn't using it as a prop. I believe the actor was actually hungry during that scene because yeah. he was chowing down on the yogurt. They're drinking beer. They're eating leftovers. Uh, they're just 
just just rummaging in the kitchen. Yeah, and like at one point he licked the lid of the yogurt container, which is <laughs> he was hungry, Liam. He totally was. You're right, Julie. He was hungry. Yeah. So they're male bonding. They're eating yogurt and they're talking about the adrenaline rush of serving your country. And actually, Tim Daly has a great scene. Henry is able to talk about he was a marine, as we know, and talk about like when that stops becoming you know your purpose and when your family takes over. I thought that was a really nice moment. Again, I know, but written. let's keep. In the back of my mind, I was well, not in the back of my mind. I was screaming at the t- television set, "Black Dog Station." Well, you're not really. <laughs> That's you're a not good point. Really Julie. out of it, you know. You're not really. You haven't really left a, left that behind. You're still doing super duper dangerous things through Black Dog Station. So, I, if we're if I'm correct, it's been the last three episodes where you've just started screaming "Black Dog Station" at your television <laughs> while watching Madam Secretary <laughs> for different reasons. For different reasons. <laughs> All right. So, you know, we know he's interviewing for this job. Of course he gets it because he's Eric Stoltz. He gets the job. And uh, but this this news story about Venezuela, this medical team being taken hostage, the people that need in the humanitarian help. It's like a drug. You can see it. He just can't keep his eyes off the news. He can't keep his focus. Uh, and then he he decides, you know what? Forget it. This is not my world. I'm going back to into the zone, the hot zone. I'm going to leave my wife who's threatened to leave me and take her scarf back to London. I'm going to leave my sister, six-year-old daughter. who she does, Someone should tell her what her cousin's names are. I mean, why didn't she know any of their names? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Okay. So, um, and then, uh, and he's going. He's out of there. And Bess gets home. She solved the world crisis with the fake news in Venezuela. And she, like, wants to talk her brother out of it. But they have this very touching scene before he goes where he admits what had happened in the car accident. Yeah. That, yeah. that is yeah. why he's sort of been saving people his whole life because he couldn't save his mother. And that actually made me tear up, that scene. I know. That was that was a nice scene. And then, you you know, you got the uh, sibling bond. You got the sibling relationship. Her empathy for him. And, you know, and that he was able to open up about this. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been that nice to any of our brothers? I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to recall any time when I might have been emotionally helpful yes. to our brothers. Yes. Yes. I mean, okay. well, that was, yeah, that was, that's a whole nother issue. Whether that, whether or not, you know, she should have like intervened and rushed to the airport to, to, you know, to tell Eric not to get on the plane to go to Venezuela, you know, that, you know, where's the wife in this, right? I mean, she do was think- doing laundry. She had to do the laundry. I mean, the point, I think the point was they're so used to him leaving, like the daughter couldn't have cared less. I right. thought that was a funny and interesting yeah. scene when I watched it. And then he referred back. And the wife's like, yeah, I got to do laundry. Go back to London. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess they were so detached that, that but I, so best saved the day. She, you know, she meddled in their marriage and it worked, Leon. <laughs> Oh, that gives you strength. I can hear it in your voice as the older sister. You feel, <laughs> you feel like maybe I should do some more meddling. That's it. That's right. You're the fixer because you're the oldest yeah. sister. So yeah, he uh, best like takes her security clearance and goes running off to that Air Force base there near DC. What's that air? Again, my computer was it's dead. Andrews Air, Andrews Air Force Base. Yes. You know, she needs, she doesn't need clearance for anything. She's just wandering around. She just barges just in had on that perfect raincoat, you know, yeah. no creases, no wrinkles, no stains, nothing, no dirt on it. Just, just, just. That is just, a perfect raincoat. That is a perfect just raincoat. Just floated in there, you know, uh, 
and 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 saved the day, yeah. saved her brother. Yeah, and he he did not get on the plane because was we know this because he's wearing a scarf and his headphones, and he said it was because my six year old didn't care. Like I told yeah. her I was leaving again, and he couldn't have, she couldn't have cared less. And all of a sudden now, so suddenly he gets this family thing. Maybe maybe he'll take that job. So maybe we'll see more of them in Washington D.C. I would enjoy that. I'd, I'd like to see more. Well, family. that's what I wrote in my note. Leon is happy. That's that's <laughs> that. Eric Stoltz did not go off to Venezuela. <laughs> okay. And our binders full of blouses. Uh, Bess bringing back the blue ba- blouse I with know, the tie. That is a great color on her. Just yeah. great. And uh, she was wearing great blue earrings with that. I noticed that, Leanne. Yeah. I thought you could copy that look. Yeah. Okay. I thought you could pull that off, yeah. Leanne. Okay. Thanks, Julie. Um, and then uh, I liked uh, Nadine and Daisy in Dress Down Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was uh, there was there was casual their casual uh, clothes. Yeah, because yeah, the earthquake hit on Sunday and it was all hands on deck. But Daisy was wearing jeans with that perfectly formed uh, rip at the knee, and yeah. Nadine had boots, uh, you know, black pants tucked into boots. Oh, I I enjoyed dress down Sunday at the DOS, and um, but just really a special accommodation to the many many cargo looks of Will. Uh, AKA Eric Stoltz, <laughs> AKA my boyfriend. I mean, yeah. he had cargo everything, cargo pants, cargo Car- jackets. He, he had, had cargo, cargo bags, cargo. He had those Filson bags. Those really good. Yeah. Like, uh, international <laughs> trekker bags. Yeah. yeah. He, he just, just everything he owned had like extra big pockets on it. And then he brought out that wide well corduroy blazer from 1983. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> solid. <laughs> With you were, the you, you were in. You're in deep on that one, huh? <laughs> I was totally in. Sold by that. I sold. I don't care. Leave me and go to Venezuela, Doctor Will. I'm I, I'm fine. Just bring bring that corduroy blazer back when you come home. So uh, I enjoyed that. Special shout out for the men this week on the show. A lot of blue in general. A lot of blue in the costuming mm-hmm. this week. All right, Julie. It looks like next week. Um, Another new show. I thought they might take Thanksgiving weekend off. No, we have work to do, sister. Okay. So you better have all your dishes done. So we, uh, by Sunday night so that we can, we can watch a new episode of Madam Secretary. And it looks like they go back to Russia, which is your speciality. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, so brush up on all things Russian. I know you do. I know you keep, you don't need to brush up because you keep up on that. So, uh, get your Kremlin report out and we will be back with, uh, the Madam Secretary recap next week um anything else julie any any no other i think that was an excellent excellent recap and uh we're good to go for next week excellent all right we're the satellite sisters we do a regular show on tuesdays um and we post post that at itunes at stitcher and at satellitesisters.com we have sort of a thanksgiving special if you're a fan of truth crime uh we have a great interview with author ian punnett about a new book that he has out uh it actually is a murder that took place about 100 years ago but it was the murder of like his great great aunt and it's always been kind of a fascinating family story and now he's deeply researched it and we get to hear all about that he's a great storyteller Ian on the radio and on the page so you can find that at Satellite Sisters and then we also do a recap of Poldark even though Poldark himself is dead to us the sound- <laughs> yeah Ross we're talking about you yep he's dead to us he's dead to us um, but, uh, we're going to be talking about Demelza at least on this week's Paul Dark recap. That's Paul Dark and Handsome. And you can find that also at iTunes and at Satellite Sisters. Jewel, have a great Thanksgiving. You too, sister. We're the Satellite Sisters. Call your Satellite Sister.